Bokertov, today's daf is daf nun hey, number 55, im sach, and we learn for a four shlema, for tova miriam bastvora mindel. <coughs> and um, we'll start from the very top of the page. The Mishnah we talked about Tishabav. On Tishabav, again, it depends on the minigamakam, on the custom in your locale. If the minig is to work on Tishabav, you can work. If the minig is not to work, not to work. Tamidachacham should not work at all, says the Tanakam. Shemuel says, you can make yourself a tamachacham also, and it doesn't. It's not so bad. Everybody can uh, can also. Anybody who chooses, even if he's not a tamachacham, could also choose not to work. Says the Gemara, "Lememet of Shimgulil Savra Lo Chashin." You are not concerned about guy. Oh, I'm not working. You see, I'm like a rabbi. Uh, are you saying that Rab Shimgulil does not? Is not concerned about showing arrogance for Rabban and Savri Chashin Liora, and the Rabban and say that you are worried about arrogance, because the Rabbanan say, a Tamachachim shouldn't work, but other people should work, right? If that's the minix. So Rabbanan, Rabbanan are concerned about gaiva, that a person shouldn't make himself like a Tamachachim and say, oh, I'm not going to work, I'm a Tamachachim. We learn the other way around. Everybody learned in Brachas, the Gemara Brachas that talks about a chassan, the first night of his wedding, he's potter from Kriyashma, the Tan chassan, Emir Tzalikras Kriyashma, Laila Rishon Kor, if he wants to, he can. So is the Tanakam of the Chachamim. Shungam Leel says, no, local Aratzelitos Hashem Mitol. Not everybody could take that upon themselves to show that they, that they are so, uh, so wonderful and, uh, have such Kavana that even though there's many other things on their mind, the night of the wedding, still, uh, he should say Kriyashma. So you see Rab Shungamalil here in the, in Brachas by Kriyashma. Rab Shungamalil is concerned about showing arrogance. And our mission doesn't show arrogance. Anybody, yeah, you could pretend you're a Tamachacham too and don't work. Over there he says, no, you shouldn't be your, you shouldn't make yourself like a person who's so holy and, uh, able to concentrate, uh, on the night of the wedding on Kriyashma. You shouldn't. So apparently it's the other way around. Rab Shungamalil over there is concerned about showing Gaiva arrogance. And the Chachamim are not. Throughout Shas, whenever you have a problem like this, a stira, that in one place, uh, one, uh, the, the, Tana A says so much and B says the other thing, and then the other, in another place, they say the opposite. Rabbi Yochanan is always the one who says, turn around the Shittas. There was a mistake in, in handing it over. There was a mistake. There is a Machlokas, but it's the other way around. Rashi says here, he doesn't even tell you which one, which is the correct one. But the point is that they probably go in sync with what they say, and whoever's concerned about arrogance is concerned in both places. The one who's not concerned is not. Rav Shishu Bredevidi says, no, lo'om tov It's always Rav Yochran. You always find Mukhlef Hashita, it's Rav Yochran. Right? Rav Shishu Bredevidi, you don't have to turn it around. There's a reason why Rav Shimgalil over here says that uh, you don't have to worry about arrogance, and over there he does. How? And the Rabbanon also over there, they're not worried about arrogance, and here they are. The Rabbanon, the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon, since everybody else is doing Melacha, and he's not going to do Mexican, it looks like I, oh, I'm the, rabbi, the rabbi doesn't work, everybody else does. So over here, it looks like arrogance on Tisha B'Av. Everybody else is reading Kriyashma too, it's just a tour on you. The Yunamikari, La Mexic, doesn't look like Gaiva. So the Rabbanon say over there, if a person wants to say Kriyashma on the night of his wedding, it doesn't look like Gaiva. Everybody else is saying Kriyashma too. So over there, it doesn't look like Gaiva. Here it does. Shimming Leo, Shimming also, Lukash, it's not a steam Shimming Leo, Hosam, would be in Kavana. There, where it needs kavana to say kriyashma, you're not yotzei unless you had kavana almoch shemaim, etc. So <clears throat> there, if you need kavana, and we know a normal chassan can't have the proper kavana on the night of his wedding, 
So then it looks like Gaiva. Oh, I'm a holy person. I can have Kavanah. But over here, if he abstains from doing work on Tisha B'Av, that doesn't look like Gaiva. Like a member. I mean, he probably doesn't have any work. Puk Chazi, go out and see. Look how many Batlanim there are in the Shuk. There are many people unemployed, especially today, right? A lot of people are unemployed. So if you, if you don't work, it doesn't mean that, uh, that you're showing arrogance, that you're like a hush of a person. It just means you don't have any work. And therefore, the things are not in stirrup. Now, we said Brian, before, Brian, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Kriya Shema are we talking about here for in the case of the Chassan? I don't remember. We're talking about the Kriya Shema that you say in Mariv, uh, at Mariv. The Kriya Shema you say in Mariv. So are we not, we're not knowing that way today, right? No, what? No, was, no, we're not knowing that way, presumably. Says and Mariv. Right, now, because we go with the idea, we said Chassan with the Tanakamu. So if Chassan Amir, it's like Kriya Shema, Kriya Shema, because it doesn't show like Gaiva. Presumably, we're not knowing that way because nobody has the right kavana anyway, and a chassan's maybe no different or whatever. But uh, yeah, we're not knowing. But also, that. are we talking about public yara or private yara? No, well, people would see him, right? Exactly. If it's if it's in private, nobody would see it. Then it's not yara. It doesn't show guy. If we're talking about it's in public. You know, he's saying kriyashma with everybody else at shul. But it's the first night, it's the night of the wedding, the Kriyashma of Marav. Marav, you know, is only Drabana, the it's only Urshus, the uh, Krishman Esri, etc. But the but the Kriyashma that we that we incorporate into the Marav services in our time, that, that Kriyashma is Doraisa. That's why we make sure to say it after after Tsesa Kochavim. Right? So today, Yara would be if you don't say Kriyashma in front of a hundred people. That's right, to show that you're so well, yeah, you could say it's the other way around, right? That's what he said. That's Rav Shem sheet over there. Rav Shem says, Lo because it looks like Gaiva. You know, it, it, it looks like Gaiva, if you would. But if you don't say it, you know, say so you don't say it. You don't say it. It goes with the idea that uh, you're really potter from the, you're, you're potter the first night of, because uh, you can't say it with the right kavana. But like you say, today everybody does, because you don't have that much kavana, or we're, we're no egg like the Rabbanan who say that if you want to, in Yertzli, Chris Krishma, you can. So you can, so people do. Going back to Erev Pesach, which we started the parak with, if the minig is, remember he said, after noon, nobody's allowed to work on Erev Pesach. You have to be concerned with the matzah, with the haroses, with the maror, with the carbon Pesach, uh, and with making sure that the children, uh, you know, preparing for the uh, Seder. All that stuff is on the afternoon, from noon on. But in the morning, are you allowed to work on Pesach and uh, Erev Pesach in the morning? That's a, We said it depends on the minig. Now, we have a mission which apparently says it doesn't depend on the minute. It's a machlokas. It depends on the locale. In Yehuda they did, they didn't do it at all. So it says like, you know, first, so you could say that's also the minute, but it doesn't, doesn't appear that way. It said, listen, if the minute, in, it depends on the minute in your city. Then he says, listen, in Yehuda, they did work. Halayla, what about Orlar Bosa? What about at night, the night before when we do Bdikas Chametz? Beshami Osrim, Beisul Matir, and Anetzachama. Beisul says you're allowed to Anetzachama. So who is that going according to? That's going with the idea that if you, even in the Galil, when they didn't do it, and uh, right, and they didn't do it, the Chum saying you they did Mlocha, and presumably in the night before they would also. But if you didn't do it like in the Galil, then it was Machlokas, Beshami Sul, what they did at night, the night before. So the Gemara right away goes into this mikara a ton of minhaga. At the first the beginning, the mission, the first uh, mission of the parak said it depends on the minigamakum. If you do work on erev pesach morning, it depends on the minigamakum. Now you're saying it's aser in Yehuda they did in Galil it's aser to do melacha. 
Right, the Tanya Om Rabbiuda, Rabbiuda, this is this price, it goes like our Mishnah, be, the Mishnah over here, Behuda, Yosem, Melech, Barbara, Psachman, Chatzos, Vagil, Enosen, Kalika, they didn't do work at all, at all on Erev uh, Pesach. Omelor, Mayor, so Rabbiuda said, it's basically Osir in the Galil, and Yehuda, it was Mutter, but he said that was the Psach in that place, it wasn't like in Yehuda you could have different Minhagim, or in Galil you could have different Minhagim, that was the rule. Amalur, Mayor, Ma Rai, Yehuda, look how, what kind of Yehuda, what are you being a Rai from Yehuda in Galil? Uh, it depends on the Makkum, we said. It, it, there's no, if, if it's something which is dependent on the place, you can't bring a proof that says Osir or it's Mutter. Rabiuda felt it was Osir. In other words, that was, it, that, that turned into an Isser. It didn't depend on Minig. Tosis points out in the second Tosis. That Lord Mayor, the Islay David bin Hogak, suffered the Lenach Meshamis little Bedovers there, the Mimini Loshaya Pluk, the Lachsehenang. There's no machlokis about a minhug. How can you machlokis Meshamis little if there's a minute? You go with the minute, and that's it. But Rabbi Yudal, no, that it was also in, in the Galil. But Sav Rabbi Yudal, Balsar, Mutabasias Malacham, does Rabbi Yehuda hold that what? In Yehuda, Sav Rabbi in Yehuda, it was Mutter to Malacham, but Tanya Rabbi Yudomer, Hamanachish. If you're pulling out weeds on the 13th day of, <coughs> of uh, Nisan, now remember something. We, um, on the 16th day of Nisan, three days later, they bring the carbon over, which is matter, the food that was grown till then, to be eaten. But if it didn't grow till then, it grew afterwards, then it's, you have to wait for another year, otherwise it's chadash. So let's say you're weeding on the 13th, the nekrabiyado. Right and uh, some uh, some crops, some grains came out in your hand, and you want to put it back in the ground. Show you can plant, replant them in a place which is damp, because then if they take root, uh, when by the sixteenth, three days later, the uh, omer that you bring will be motzi them too. But don't put them in a dry place, because in a dry place they won't grow, and then you won't be able to use them. So bishlosha sir ain says you can replant them on the thirteenth, not on the fourteenth. Why can't you put them forth? Whichever doesn't get take root with any grafting that doesn't take place within three days will not take root. In other words, if you say you're allowed to work according to Rabbi Yehuda in 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 Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda in Yehuda, you're allowed to do work with Masimulacha. Why do you have to do it on the 13th? Well, you got Basar, you could do it on the 14th. Because if you plant it on the 14th, you have the Basar, on the 15th, the first day of Pesach, who makes the Shitzar, and part of the 16th day when they bring the carbon. So it'll be there for three days, and the Omer will patter up. The, the, the Omer will uh, allow you to eat the food that was replanted even the 14th. Why do you say you can only replant it on the 13th and make it in a way which it gets absorbed? If you didn't play with, if you didn't plant it in a way that it's not going to get absorbed, so it's going to be worthless anyway. But you got to plant it so it'll have three days by the 16th. Why do you need the 13th if, if, if the 14th is mutter? So Rabbi gives an answer. Rabbi Yehuda holds that it's also in the Galil. It's mutter in, in the... Uh, in, um, Yudon, it's also in the Galil. Even though that also sounds like it's a minhog, right? Depends if you're in Yehuda Galil. But apparently it was. That's more than a minhog. Because they said in this place it's also for everybody. We, you can't change, you, you can't have a different minhog in Galil than the rest of the Galil. And the same thing for Yehuda. So Rabbi says that's speaking about in the Galil. Kalila. What about the night? So, okay, you can't plant it on the 13th. Uh, you can't plant it on the 14th. Why do you say you have to plant it on the 13th? Plant it the night going into the 14th. Or la Rav Sheshes. 
Kebeshamai. One answer is, is Beishamai holds, you can't plant on the 14th or on the night going into the 14th, like you saw in the Mishnah, if it's also to plant in Galil. Ravashi, People don't weed at night. You can't see out in the field, so it's not normal. You can't say replant it at night. They can't see at night. It's really in Yehuda, where it's mutter to work on the 14th. Uvashrasha is very simple. There's a technical reason why you have to plant it on the 13th and not on the 14th. Uvashrasha, the problem is you want it to take root. Uvashrasha, chad mixeyom kakulo arminan. Tre mixeyom kulo lo arminan. Here's a, what, what do we say? Mixeyom kakulo is a, is a kula, right? Is a kula with a kuf. Mixeyom kakulo is a, that a partial day is like the whole day. So that, and we have this many times by Daraisa, usually it's by Drabonim, but by Drabonim and Daraisa we say Mixem Kakulo. So he says, one Mixem will say, in other words, you're bringing the carbon on the 16th, you want to count the 16th, the carbon's brought usually in the morning, certainly by noon as we learn elsewhere, that by noon you could assume they brought the carbon because the carnivorous reason. So he brought it on the 16th, you only had partial 16th, you had the whole 15th, which is the first day of Pesach, and the 14th, if you plant it on the 14th, you have a partial of the 14th, the whole 15th and partial of the 16th. So one partial will say, Mixem Kakul, you need three days for it to take, for it to take root before, so that the Omer can be you that you can eat this Chadash. But <clears throat> two days plus is also going to, two days plus a partial day, but you can't have one full day and two partial days. That's what it means. Chad Mixem Kakul, we don't say, you don't say two Mixem. Now we do say that by Shiva. And by other halachas, drabanan, right? We say uh, if somebody, God forbid, uh, has a funeral on Sunday, or, or let's just take a simple example: the funeral is on uh, Tuesday, let's say, right? And they start shivering shiva on Tuesday. They get up the following Monday morning, even though Tuesday was only a partial day the first day, and Monday was only a partial day. So some places you do find it, but the mafarshim bring down that there are many ideas here throughout shas, both by derises and by drabanans. Where we, where we say one, you say. Like, for example, a Suffolk, you will say, you're machmer, but not a svexveka. Kinuye darim kinadarim, but not kinuye kinuyam, right? Or we had before, one hoel, you'll say, two hoels, we had a machlokas before. You remember if you say hoel or not? One hoel, you'll say, two hoels, you don't say. And the same thing, mol velo mol de mol, tocho velo toch tocho, tre migu lo amrina, and tre mixes lo amrina. All these things we say that you can make a tamura, but not a tamura of the tamura. All those things, you, you have many things in Shas where you have that one you say, two you don't say. So even though there are some, like I pointed out, the Shiva, you do have two. It's a drabanan, uh, uh, so therefore they could, they could be mako. When it comes to uh, avails, usually you're mako. But, and there might be other exceptions too, but there are many places in Shas where you have this idea, one you say, two you don't say. In any case, we come out that Rabbi Yudah holds that it's not simply dependent on the minog. Rabbi Yudah disagrees. Rabbi Yudah says, in Yehuda, it's mutter. In Galil, it's Osir. It's hard to understand why that would be, except maybe because of the nature of the work that they did, as we'll see, or because once the minog started there, they made the rule in general. Whereas our mayor holds, every place depends on the minog. You might have one rule in St. Louis, and one rule in New York, and one rule in, the, in Ramot, whatever, whatever the, the minog is of the makom. By the way, when it comes to minog makom, it's very, um, it's very difficult today when you have various minhagim in one place. I remember years ago <clears throat> when there was a bar mitzvah in Binghamton, and there was only one shul, one Orthodox shul in Binghamton, New York, and they made Shabbos early. And uh, there was a band that came in from New York, a, a, you know, a musical band that came in to play on Matzah Shabbos for this bar mitzvah, and they, they came in when they came in, right before Shabbos. 
And the rabbi told them that uh, they can't do that. That's Chil Shabbos because there's only one minute, since there's only one Kehillah in the city, you have to follow that minute in the city. If they're Makabal Shabbos early, you have to Makabal Shabbos early. This gets, in, in other words, there, there were places where there was one minute, especially in the, old, in the old country where, you know, there was one town, one, every little town had one shul or one rabbi or whatever. But however, today, and I'm sure in big cities they had the problem there too, but today when there are many minhagim, people make Shabbos early, people make Shabbos late, some do this, some do that, some people do work, some don't work, so there's probably what to be so mechan to be mekel, because there is no one minhag in the city. But how does, uh, how does Rabbi Yehuda make it from a minhag to an issue? Right, so apparently, it's not clear why Rabbi Yehuda said that. Rabbi Yehuda said, which is the chamom, Rabbi Yehuda, not, maybe, I don't know if it was based on a minhag, or based on the kind of work that they did. As we'll see, certain kinds of work were more mutter, certain kinds were less. Maybe it was based on that. It's not clear why Rabbi Yehuda said that. He said maybe it was based on original minhag, or maybe he said, no, these are the rules, because in the Galil, uh, when they do work, they might, they're more likely to continue working in the afternoon. And then Yehuda, they weren't. Maybe, I don't know what the reason was. Says the next mission, So most Mepharshim learn, like Rashi learns, that we're speaking about a place where they're not allowed to do work, even if they didn't do mulak. Again, in the afternoon, you can't do any work. Afternoon uh, of Arab Pesach, you can't do But the question is the morning. So he said, Rameir says it depends on the minute. Rabbi Yudha says uh, Yehuda and Galil had these rules. Not clear what he would hold for other places. But in the places where you weren't allowed to do work, let's say some work had been started already. You were just finishing the job. So Rameir says, The way Rashi learns, others learn different. Rashi learns, Rosem Farshim learn that it's speaking about a place where you can't do work on Friday, on, on Erev Pesach morning. Because the minig is not to do work. A place where they don't do work. But there was some work that just had to be completed. So Rameir says, You could finish it on the 14. But you shouldn't start working at all on the scene of the 14th, even though you could finish it. In other words, if it's a new job that you thought you can complete in the morning and finish it before Chatzos, don't do that. <clears throat> if the minig is not to work. If the minig is to work, so you can work. That's fine. You can work till noon. No problem. But if the minig is not to work, you shouldn't work at all unless you're completing a job. Now, what kind of a job? We'll see. But unless you're completing a job. But you shouldn't start a new job in the morning. The Chum say there are three jobs that you could start. Uh, there are three jobs that you could start, even though he says on a place where minig is not to work, you shouldn't work, but three jobs you could start. And what are those? Gimel umnyas os three kinds of labor or craft you could do. What are they? Ve'eluhein, hachayotin, tailors, because they need, obviously they need the clothes for yontif. Hasaparam, barbers, vakovsin, and the fullers, the people who wash the clothes. Those things are all necessary, so those things you could start, and it's, it, obviously you could start it and finish it, before noon, you could even start those, even those things you could start, according to the Chachamim. So Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudas is offered on even shoemakers. Shoemakers could also do the work, probably because he needed for Yantav. So the question over here is, so we're speaking about a place where you don't, the minute is not to work in the morning. Right? You don't work in the morning. However, certain things you can do if you started already. And the Chum said, yeah, certain things, even if you didn't start, you could do them. But in the idea that we're talking about things that you can just finish, Things that you, you're not allowed to start working on, on Pesach, on uh, Erev Pesach in the morning because the minute is not to work. But you can certain, finish certain jobs. It's only, you can only finish them if these things are necessary for Yantif. 
You can't even finish those. Maybe we're speaking about, even if you don't need it, but if you started already, you can finish it. But if you need something, even a place where the minig is not to work, but it's, if it's the Tzorach Yontif, you're even allowed to start anything. Maybe that's what the mission means. Or maybe third option. Maybe that doesn't make any difference whether you need it for Yontif or not. You can complete a job, but you can't start any job. So the Gemara is going to try to bring a proof one way or the other. You can't start a job on Erev Pesach, even to make a small girdle, a small little belt, even a hairnet, something like a small job. You can't even start that. My afila, what do you mean even? Right? Lava afilu hani right? Even these things which are necessary for yantif, you need a man yantif to wear the man yantif, migmarain, you can only complete maschuleloi, but you can't start. Michlal, the if it's not lutzorch yantif, migmarnami logerman. Again, if the minig is not to work on air of yantif in the morning, you can't even finish something if it's not lutzorch yantif. Maybe isn't that a proof? Because he says afilu, even these things which are apparently necessary for yantif, you can't start. Mashma, something which is necessary, only we're speaking about something which is not necessary, you can't even, you can't even finish. You can't prove anything. Maybe it makes no difference whether you need it for your answer or not. You can always complete a job. The answer is only on starting a job. My afilu, what's the afilu? That's why afilu. Say, you know, if you, you can't start anything. My afilu, afilu hani, nami, even these small things, the zitri are very small. Sachem, I might think it's chalas and zui, just starting them is like finishing them because they're such, they're so, they're so um, uh, easy to finish. They're small jobs. So starting is like finishing them. It doesn't take long. So naschul, might think, start that. You could even start the chachil to start off doing that even if you're not completing it. Kamash mulan, that you can't. So we can't prove anything from there. It could very well be that what? It could very well be that it doesn't make any difference if it's Lutzorach or not Lutzorach. You can complete the job. Why does he say, Because you might think that job is so small, you can even start it. You can't, so you can't prove it from there. But we'll see in other proofs. Toshma, Rameir, Romer. Oh, Rameir says, if it's necessary for Yontif, Gomer Bar Basar. Okay, you can finish it on the 14th in the morning. Amos, I bismind she is Bar uh, that's only if you start if you started it before. But if you didn't start before, you shouldn't start. Like we said before, even a small belt or girdle or even a hairnet, you shouldn't start. Right? It says only if you're allowed to. But if it's not for Yontif, you can't even complete it. Sigmar says, no, it's no proof. Even Shlotzach, you could also finish a job that you started before the 14th. The Chiddush is maybe this. Even Litzorach HaMoed, you can't do something, you can't start something, uh, but you can only finish it, but it could very well be that if it's Shlotzach HaMoed, you could also complete it. So no proof, no solid proof from there either. Tashma will bring another proof. Tashma Rameyar, Makom Alach Anything which is Lutzorach you need for Yantiv, Gomer Barbasa. Bisha'ena Lutzorach HaMoed, Asr. He tells you clearly, if it's not Lutzorach HaMoed, you can't finish it, you can't even finish it. Ba'os Mach Barbasa is Ad Chatzos, B'makam Shenagu. Right? Place from Mach, Mach Shenagu, Ein Shalom Makam, Lo. 
Okay, this isn't a solid proof either way, but that Rashi learns if you see the, the Rashi at the top. But if that's if the minig is this this is at a place where the minig is to do work, you could do any work until chatzos. You're not allowed to. But in a place even where the way Rashi learns, even in a place where the minig is not to work, but if it's the tzorich yontif and you started already, you can punish low. So that case here here this Bryce it clearly says Romeo says, you can it you can finish even to finish it. So therefore you and, and the rest depends on the minigamakum. So therefore that's that's your proof that even this mission that says that these things can be completed, right? You're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to work in an uh, Arab Yantif in the morning if that's the minigamakum. It's something you started before for the 14th, and it's it's something which is necessary for Yontif that you may complete on Yontif. But the Chum said, Ephraim, that, Ephraim, yeah. are these are these things, does this become part of the Minhag, or are they exceptions to the Minhag? Well, the exceptions, they're exceptions to the Minhag. They're exceptions to the Minhag. It, it doesn't become anything, part of the any, anything, no, anything that's anything which is necessary for Yontif, you could still complete it if you started it. So those are exceptions to the Minhag. The Minhag is not to work. Minig is not to work, and you can't start anything new. But if you need something for Yantif... Minig is not to work unless you can complete it. And, uh, unless you started it already, and you're right. only completing it, and it's necessary for Yantif. And it's necessary for Yantif. Right. And the Chachamim say, things that are necessary for Yantif, you can even start in three exceptions. These are also exceptions. Tana, what are they? Chayotin, tailors. Why do we find this heter? Shekain... Understand some shekain chayotin, shekain hedyo tofer kedaka b'chalamoid. Now we jumped into chalamoid. We've been talking about erev pesach, which is more of a cool. It's not really yontif yet, right? Chalamoid is already a half yontif. So he says, since we find that on chalamoid, when a tailor, a professional tailor, is not allowed to work, but a uh, a non-professional, uh, somebody at home who's just sewing something together, they're allowed to do that on even on Chalamoid, since you find even Chalamoid that a non-professional is allowed to work, so therefore a professional is allowed to work on Erev Pesach, which is more kuladik than, more, more lenient than Chalamoid. Hasapar and Bakups, and also the barbers and the, and the washers, Shekain Habobim Dina Sayyam, if you came from, the, from overseas and you, and on Chalamoid, they're allowed to. In other words, we don't take haircuts on Chalamoid. Why? Because we shouldn't leave it. The idea is you should make sure you take care of it before Yantif. It's not because it's us to do it on, on Chalamoid, but since you find these people who had no choice, they just arrived or they just got out of jail, then they're allowed to, since they're allowed to Chalamoid, so we're makeup for them also to, because that, that idea that there is a, a heter for uh, certain people to take a haircut or wash clothes on Chalamoid, therefore matured for everybody on Erev Pesach because it's necessary for the Yontif. Rabbi Yosef, Yudomer, Afarotzan, he says, even shoemakers, Shekane Oli Regolim, Oli Regolim, who are walking up to uh, Jerusalem, they're allowed to fix their shoes. In other words, their shoes might have become torn or worn out on the trip, and they're allowed to fix them. So he says even that because there also you find the hetman chalamoid. Mikeim what's the machlokes between the Tanakhamos? There's only the three and Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah. Marsha will make nechilas melacha misof melacha. So listen, since you find that they can fix the shoes, people who are only regular can fix the shoes on chalamoid. So we allow everybody to make new shoes on erev yantif in the morning as long as they can finish by noon. Umarsover the rabbanon say ain't the beit nechilas melacha misof melacha. You can learn melacha from melacha. But the fact that we don't allow the uh, Ole Regal to buy, to, you know, to make new shoes on Chalamoid, you don't allow him to fix them. So we don't, we're not going to jump from fixing and say you're also allowed to make new shoes on Erev Pesach in the morning. 
Moshim Shofim Latanagolim. So the Pashim Shad in this Rashi learns is that they make uh, places, the Shovach normally is a bird, uh, a bird nest. Here we're talking about uh, like uh, chickens and things like that for the Tanagolim that you set up on eggs, you set them up on eggs. That means you put the shovachas because you put it on straw. You put the eggs on straw, and you put the uh, the tarnagolas, the the uh, the hen on the uh, eggs to um, um, to uh, brood them, whatever you call that. You know, to make them into uh, into chicks, right? So you could do that on erev pesach also be adalid. But tarnagolas shabarcha and tarnagolas who ran away machzirun aslam kom. You could also bring it back. The gemara is going to say it's a kavachomer. If you could lechachila put the if you could put the the hen on the eggs, erev uh, yantif, so so certainly you can return it to place. Sigmar will ask that. Be a mesa if the if the mother the hen dies. Moshiva nechestak, you put another one there also. What's the reason? Why, you know, what's, we'll, t- we'll talk about this in the Gemara. You can put another one there because once you started the process, the eggs go bad. They're not good for eating anymore. So we'll talk about this. So therefore, if if the uh, if the um, the hen died, you can put a uh, you can put another one in its place. Gorfin, we'll see again when we talk about Erev Yantiv, we talk about Achalamoy. Gorfin, Tachas Ragal, Behema, Beadalad. You can sweep up the dung from under the animals on Erev Yantiv. Uva Moed, Mesankal, and Stuffin, but on Achalamoy, you can't sweep it up and take it out, just push it to the side. Malichin, Kelamavian, Mibesomen. You can take your clothes or things that have to be fixed, items to artisans or tailors, whatever, on Erev Yantif, Malik and Kelim Beisomen, Afal Pishim and Sochmoid, even though they're not with Sochmoid. So all these things will be discussed in the Gemara. So Gemara Hashtah Osuv Masminan, if you could put the chicken there, if you could put the, the hen on top of the eggs, Adur Mibor, certainly you could put it back if it ran away. Amrabai is safe us in the Chalamoid, that's being a Chalamoid. On Erev Pesach, you're allowed to put the, the hen on top of the eggs, Lechachilla. On Chalamoid, you're not allowed to, but if the hen ran away, you could take, you could get the hen back. And put it on the eggs. What's going on here? That's only if that if that it's within three days since the hen rebelled, ran away. Because its heat is still there. In other words, it'll have a purpose because the, the, the hen is still hot, so so you can continue the process. And it's all in other words, it's within three days of the time that the hen ran away. And it's more than three days since she started the process. Why? Because once it's more than three days, the eggs are already so ruined that they're, as they're turning into chicks, you won't be able, they're not good for food anymore. Because then the eggs are gone. You can't do anything with the eggs. Because of a hefsid, we allow you to put them back there. And so you can, let, you can put the chicken back if it's within three days of the chicken still hot and the eggs are gone. And there's just nothing you could do with the eggs. It's what we call in the insurance industry, a total loss, right? It's gone. The eggs are gone, right? But after three days, right, the the hen is no longer hot, you know, so there's no purpose in it. Or if it's within three days of the time that the brooding started, the eggs aren't so bad yet. They're a little bit bad. They'd be cheaper on the market, but they're not totally gone. They're not, it's not a total loss yet. Then you don't put a, you don't put the chicken back on Chalamoyed. Even within three days of sitting there, you put it back, even though it, the eggs aren't a total loss. Mike, if what's machlokas? Marsav will have some ruba chashu, lehefsed muad lo chashu. The rabbanon say we don't care about a small hefsed, right? Marsav will hefsed muad nami chashu. Even within three days, right, and the eggs are partially uh, ruined, you wouldn't get as much money for it. You could still put the the hen back because 
it's also, it's a loss. The eggs are worth whatever. Before they're worth a dollar, now they're worth, uh, you know, less than a dollar. What is a dollar anymore? We used to say the joke that uh, you saw the shekels down to 3.11. It's getting, it's no longer a joke. We have this two shekel coin in Israel, right? So somebody says, what do you call that? So they say, it's a shekel. Other people call it a dollar. <laughs> it's, it's really going in that direction, right? The two, two, two shekels will be about a dollar. Umar That's the Yamach looks there. Gar for mitachas, you're allowed to sweep up under the animals on air of Yantav. Tanar Banam. Listen to this, Brysa. The dung in the chotzer, you put it on the side. Shebarefis for Shebachotzer, but the one in the, in the barn, there's a lot of rev. And in the chotzer, you just mentioned chotzer, right? Motsim, so you can take it out to the garbage. So, Gufakashi, you seem to be contradicting yourself. You can only push it on the side, you can't take it out to the garbage. You take it out to the garbage. Which one is? Ah, oh, very good. On Erev Yantif, Erev Yantif, we're more makel, you could take it out to the garbage. The other one on Chalamoid, which is more, which is a half Yantif, so there you can only push it on the side. It doesn't say which one. It's also reversed. It's just said the other way, but that's obviously the pshat. Rav Amar, haba haba chalamoid. They both speak in my chalamoid. Bochikamar imnasa chotzer karefes. If your chotzer is so bad, the animals were going out and leaving such a mess in there that it's as bad as a barn. Then motzim asalashba even on chalamoid. Malichin kelim avim mebeisomen on erev yantif. You're allowed to take kelim clothing or utensils, whatever, to the artisan, to the craftsman to repair. You can bring him back. Omar Papa, Baraklan and Rava, Rava tested us with this question. Tanan, our mission says, and you're allowed to take and bring home Kalim from the artisan. Even though it's not Sarchamai, that's what the Mishnah said. Even though you don't need it, you can do that on Arab Yantav. That's not considered work, taking it there or bringing it back. Okay, for a minute, you're not allowed to bring Kalim from Mesa Omen. If you're concerned about them, they'll be stolen, he doesn't have a secure place. So take him out of the Uman and put him in another place. Don't take him all the way to your house, just bring him in a safe, in a safe house right nearby. Right? So in one case, Armish says you're allowed to take and uh, you're allowed to take to the Uman and take them home. And then he says, you're not allowed to bring Mesa Uman, it's too much work involved in Erev Yantav. Maybe it'll go till the afternoon of Erev Yantav and you'll be over. So he says, you're not allowed to, unless uh, if there's a problem, so look for some solution. Uh, you're afraid it'll be stolen, or uh, if afraid, so take him outside and leave him somewhere else. So what's, what, how do we resolve the steer between the mission and the bride? So, Lokasha, very good. On Erev Yontif, on Erev Yontif, you're allowed to take it there and take it back. On Chalamoid, you're not allowed to. On Chalamoid, it's more of an Isser because it's more of a Yantif, it's more stringent, and therefore you can't take anything home from the base Uman unless you're concerned that it's going to be stolen or you're going to be at a loss, so take it out and put it somewhere else. Iboy Seima. So that's the first answer. One's Erev Yantif, one's Chalamoid. Iboy Seima, speak about Chalamoid. But Lokasha, Kambamina, Kambamina, in one case you trust him, in one case you don't trust him. In other words, where you trust the guy, so you shouldn't bring it home. If you don't trust him, you don't trust him. What do you mean you don't trust him? Because he wants to get paid now. You pay him now. And you're going to leave it there. Then when you come to collect it again, he'll maybe he'll, he'll demand more money. He'll, he'll say, yo, you didn't pay me yet, right? Um, or maybe he'll sell them to somebody else paying time or whatever it is. If you trust him, you don't trust him. It depends. But both chalamite. I have a tiny mavian kelim base omen. It's not a kasha. This is nichusa. Here's a proof to that, that it depends. Even on chalamite, it depends whether you trust him or not. Mavian kelim base omen. 
you bring cam from Mesum Kagon, Hakabni Bes Hakada from the pottery, you bring home your pottery, whatever your jug, the Hakos Mesazagog from the glazier, you bring home the coast, Avalot Sem Besava, but don't bring home wool from the dyer, Velokalim Besa Uman from a from an artisan, a craftsman. The Memo Mayochal, if if the craftsman says, Look, I gotta get paid, I don't want to eat, no snoshoro. You you pay him umanicha so leave it with him. And I mean, if you don't believe him, manicham, if you don't trust him, manicham, but basically some leave it on a nearby house. From Choshishem Yigim, if you're afraid it's going to be stolen, Aviyam Betzina, bring it quietly with Toch Beso. So so that's so you see this idea that it depends. Both are speaking on Cholamoy. It depends if you trust him or not. So the Gemara says Taratzim Aviyam. You answered how you 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 gave an you you explained. The stira in bringing it home on air of young, uh, on bringing it home. We said one, our mission says you could bring it home, you could take it there, bring it home, and we said how do you bring it home even even if you don't need it? And then the Bryson says you may not unless you don't trust them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but you may not bring them. So he gave an answer and said, okay, in one case you trust them, in one case you don't trust them, right? Or I'm Shane Mamino. That's fine for bringing it home. Right? Molichan Kasha. What about Molichan? Our mission says you could even bring it to him on air of Yontif. That's certainly not Lutzaruch Yantif. So how do you explain that? Diktani Ein Mavian, Vakoshkin then Molichan. Here it says Ein Mavian, here it says in the Bryce Ein Mavian, and you certainly can't take it there. So you said, oh, if you don't if you don't trust him, you could bring it home, etc. But how do you answer Molichan versus Aimlich? How can you take it there? The best answer like we gave before to say that on Arab Yantif you could take it there and bring it home. On Chalamoid, you may not take it there or bring it home. Shisha Dvar Masu Anshayricho. The, there were six things that the Anshei Anshei were not, we're talking about Tamir Chachamim. They held that you were allowed to do three, uh, six things. And the rabbis didn't agree with them on three out of the six. On three, they agreed. They didn't, they didn't protest. And maybe they, they didn't encourage it, but they didn't protest. What are the things that they did not, that they did not um, uh, protest? Markivan the Kolom Kolayom. In that area, Yericho is where a place where they also, they grew a lot of dates in that area. And therefore, they, they needed the, the palm trees. And therefore, they had to service them even on Erev Yontif. Even Erev Yontif, they did that. They grafted them, even though it was some work. But because it would be a big loss for them, that was one of their main livelihoods. So they did that. And the rabbis didn't protest. And they wrapped Shema around. The Gemara will discuss that. Either did they left out Bar Shem Kvod or they didn't leave any space. They said it very quickly. The Gemara will talk about that tomorrow's daf. But Kotz and Omer. And play, in Yericho is not a, a, a fertile ground, and therefore you're not allowed to bring the Omer, the barley, from there. You had to bring it from a fertile place. So in places where you're always allowed to cut down the Tfua before the Omer in anticipation of bringing the carbon and being allowed to eat the Chadosh, but the rabbis didn't allow you to pile it up. You can cut it, but you couldn't. You can harvest it, but you can't pile it up. They even piled it up, Lifneya Omer, because they knew there was Omer, there was stuff that wasn't going to be used anyway for the for the carbon, and they did those. And the rabbis didn't protest against those three things. But the rabbis did protest about the, on the following three things. When trees were given to Hegdish, not trees that grow fruits, but trees that they use for for wood lumber. Rashi explains that Asad and Shikma, after seven years, they they uh, it became a, an older sycamore tree, let's say, and they used that and the branches. The 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 Anshe Yericho felt that the branches were permissible. Only the main part of the tree was hagdish, and but the branches were not. So they would cut down the branches and use them. And the rabbis protested against that. The a fruit tree that there were some fruits under the tree on Shabbos that had fallen off, and you weren't sure were they muks or not. When did they fall off? And they ate. The rabbis protested. It's a suffolk. It's muktzah. Maybe it fell off the tree on Shabbos. Like no, the nosen peli yerek umichabiyadam chum. 
Yerek, vegetables are not chayiv and peah. Peah is only the rain the garden. Vegetables are not chayiv and peah. Uh, because you only bring, you only give pay on something which you bring into the silo and 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 you uh, store it, and therefore they're not chayven peya. But when but these people like they gave peya from the eric that caused a problem because since since they're not chayven peya you have to give meiser from them at least meiser rabbanan. And if you didn't take meiser the aniyim that you gave the peya to were over on eating teva at least tevel rabbanan. So the rabbis protested against those last three things. Similarly, we see that there were other, other cases where there were six things that they agreed, three they agreed, three not. His father was a Russia, so he dragged his father's bones on a rope, and he embarrassed his father, so to speak. They agreed with him because to show that he was a Russia and we don't follow in his ways, and it should be a kapara. Uh, he did it for a kapara, and they didn't bury him properly, etc. And the rabbis, uh, the rabbis didn't uh, protest against that. Kisis nechash nechoshes, Moshe's nechash nechoshes. The Jews started to almost worship it like an idol, so he 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 uh, destroyed that. He you know smashed it up. Vahodolo, they agreed with him on that. Gonna say for refus vahodolo. People used to look at the seder refus, and they got sick. They weren't mispal to Hashem. They didn't. They were not mechana libo. They didn't. Their hearts didn't become humble and cry to Hashem. They just took the refua book, so he hid that away. And the rachanim were moted to him. They were not moted on the following three. Three. He wanted to make peace with Melachasher. He sent him the dalsas of the hechel. That was improper. He didn't want when Ashu when King Ashu would come to Shlaim. He didn't want him to have a water supply. So he shut up the water supply there of the gichon elyon. They didn't agree with that either. They should have been relied on their Shlom who said that he will take care of them. She should have believed in Hashem. Hashem said he's going to protect the city. The Iber Nisan, the Nisan, We're only Ma'aber and making Iber Yor a, a, um, a leap year, adding the month of Adar Beis, only as long as we're still in Adar. Once it's Nisan, you're not allowed to, because the Pesach says, the Pesach says that, uh, and he said, and you're not allowed to. Why? Because, the Pusik says, this month will be you, this month is Nisan, Nisan. In other words, once it's Nisan, you can't make it into Adar Bet. So they weren't, they didn't agree with those last three things. Tomorrow's Daph is Daph Nunvav will be on the, uh, on the website, uh, on, on the uh, podcast rather. And on Sunday morning, we'll start with the end of tomorrow's Daph, Tanarabon at the bottom of Nunvav on base. Tanarabon is the two dots there, uh, uh, two lines from the bottom of the page. Shabbat shalom to everybody. Have a good Shabbos. Have a good Shabbos. Call to Mazel Tov again. Mazel Tov, Rumi. Mazel Tov. Thank you, Mazel Tov.